Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. I want to kick this episode off with sharing a little bit of something that made me giggle a whole lot this week. It is an article from The New Yorker called Things That Are Different in Europe. Literally, I've read this like seven times so far this week, and it makes me laugh every single time. Okay, so here's the first two paragraphs of the essay. In Europe, they don't eat dinner until 11.30 at night. Small children and the elderly are roused from a deep sleep to come down for dinner and are made to eat six course meals. Four of the courses are different kinds of pasta. Then they go back to sleep. In Europe, a man's mistress comes over for dinner and eats with the entire family. Then she plays charades with everyone, and she usually wins. The man's wife doesn't mind because she's tired of charades. <laughs> okay, so the, the article goes on like this for a little bit with tidbits about the European faucets, which release wine afternoon and espresso before noon. There's a tidbit about how all women in Europe do not shave their armpits, but all men do. And just just so many silly things. <laughs> and it got me so hard because some of the things I point out in the article are things that are actually pretty true. Like this part about windmills. It says everything is powered by windmills. Okay, it's not true, but there is a lot of wind-powered energy in Europe and in Germany, and I see them all the time. So it takes these little kernels of truth or truth-adjacent things and then just runs with them. And it got me thinking about the things that I used to think about Europe as a place, as a concept before I'd ever been. And the one that stands out to me the most is I was told as a child that the toilets in Europe all have a foot pedal. So you don't flush using something you push with your hands, like a button or a lever. No, it's with your foot, which is far more hygienic. I thought this was a brilliant idea, and I was really excited to come to Europe and witness them. Gotta say, I was pretty disappointed to get here and find zero foot pedal toilets. It's a pretty big bummer that I'm honestly still working through. <laughs> But I have no idea where that rumor came from. I remember who told me, but I, I don't know where they got it from. And I think we all have these random ideas about Europe or things we've been told about Europe, most of which are not true, but pretty much all of which are pretty funny. So anyway, I'll link to this article in the show notes because it just made me laugh so much. And I want you guys to have a little bit of laughter too. All right, now to the episode at hand. It is a travel Germany episode. And today we are going to Dessau. Now, this is the fifth episode in the Travel Germany series. So far, we've covered my new home of Freiburg. We've covered Görlitz, Nuremberg, and Stuttgart. The idea behind the Travel Germany series is that I interview expats who live in places that we might not know about or we might not think to visit. And I get their perspective as someone who lives there and is in such an insider, but is also not from there. So in that sense is an outsider. So it's this cool insider-outsider perspective that gives a great opportunity to share the things that you love about the place you live and also plant some ideas in our minds, especially in COVID times. You know, we're not able to travel, well, currently at all, and I'm sure it'll stay for a while where we're not able to travel much. But for instance, last summer when the series started, the summer of 2020, we were able to travel at least within Germany. This series gave listeners and myself a couple good ideas of places they could visit within the limits of Germany. So 
That being said, I want to invite anyone who's listening who thinks, hey, I would like to feature my new home, go ahead and reach out. There is a contact form on the website, theexpatcast.com, or you can also shoot me a DM over Instagram or Twitter at theexpatcast. I want to get two to three more this season, so I'm definitely actively scouting for different locations in different places around Germany. So please go ahead and reach out so we can keep expanding this Travel Germany series. Now, today's Travel Germany episode, as said, is taking us to Dessau in former East Germany. Our guest, Ina, has a lot of really fun tips and ideas of what to do and see in and around this lovely little town. And on top of that, she has a really cool story of how she ended up there in the first place. So let's go ahead and get to it. Enjoy the episode. My name is Ina Koblenz. I'm originally from Ukraine. Now I live in Dessau, that's central eastern Germany, around 100 kilometers from Berlin. And uh, it's not my first country where I'm living abroad. I also lived in Italy. And uh, here in Germany, I've been living for a bit more than two years now. I'm learning German and I continue teaching English and Italian as foreign languages. I'm really excited to do this episode with you. I, I am loving this Travel Germany series that we've been doing. And when you reached out, I'll be honest, I had never heard of Dessau before. And I had to look it up on a map to even figure out what we were talking about. So I want to ask you, what brought you to Dessau? And, and what did you think when you first got here? Um, was, it, was it love at first sight? Or did it take a little bit more to warm up to the place, especially coming from Italy? I imagine quite different. Oh, yeah, it is absolutely different. And uh, yeah, like you're saying, um, you had never heard the name of the city before, the town before. Uh, neither had I before. I got to know that uh, my visa allowed me to come here. It was an invitation within a program of uh, Jewish immigration from ex-Soviet countries, which I applied for. And uh, I never knew where or which land, which region would um, invite me. And when I got an invitation and it said Dessau Roslau, I was like, what is this hole even? Never heard of it. <laughs> but thanks anyway for your welcome. And okay, then I contacted my mom who said, oh, okay, I've just Googled it. It's a wonderful green place. So then I knew, ah, yeah, that's really a hole where I cannot find a job probably. But then surprisingly, when I got here, I did fall in love, you know, because it's really green and quiet. There are a lot of parks. It is beautiful. It's, it doesn't reach 100,000. Actually, they think why they are Dessau Roslau, two towns in one, because at some point they wanted to make it 100,000 town, but they didn't reach that. It's around 85,000, I guess. Had you, had you been to Germany at all before moving to Dessau? Uh, yeah, I went a couple of times for like carnival time to visit a friend. To the bigger cities, I'm assuming then. <laughs> yeah, to Cologne and uh, Bonn and that part mostly. 
Oh man, I'm so excited to ask you so many questions about this. But okay, we'll first start off with getting to know Dessau a little bit. So if you're like me and you never heard of it before, and like you when you first moved there, now that you've lived there a couple of years and you know the place, what are three things that everyone should know right off the bat? The first time you hear about this city, you know, is the city of Bauhaus. And this is the first thing that pops up uh, wherever you go to search for information about uh, Dessau. So it's one of the places uh, famous for the Bauhaus movement. Another famous city is Berlin, where Bauhaus also moved. And uh, the third, which historically I believe uh, was the first, which was Weimar. And uh, then around the world, if you move, uh, if you go to Tel Aviv, you will see Bauhaus uh, buildings uh, there. But in Germany, it's uh, mostly Weimar, Dessau, Berlin. Yeah, there is a big modern Bauhaus museum. If you had to describe Bauhaus, what, how would you describe it? Just so listeners can get sort of an idea of when we say Bauhaus, what this means. Yeah, to, to start with, it's not the kind of uh, art or architecture style that I prefer. But to describe it, there are anyway, there are lovers of this style. So I would describe it as simple, straight lines, uh, comfortable, convenient form for interior design. Bauhaus is famous for its uh, furniture with very simple lines, uh, convenient to use, uh, nothing, uh, no decorations, nothing extra, simple, convenient, comfortable. I have to admit, when I first heard of Bauhaus and I looked it up and I saw it, especially the typical buildings, I looked at it and thought, is that even a style? It just looks like mm -hmm. someone made a building and didn't like elaborated. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> then I must tell you that there are people who are into architecture and are really curious about this style and come here, visit a museum, go around. Then the museum itself is interactive, so it's absolutely worth a visit. It's interactive. You can hear the voices of those people who were involved in the movement in the early uh, 1900s. Yeah, so it is worth a visit. And very important. I mean, that's one thing that Germany is known, like you said, around the globe for. And to have this connection right in Dessau is, is very cool. So, okay, so that's thing number one we should know, Bauhaus. Thing number two? Rathaus, which is the city hall, the town hall. Yeah, it's beautiful. It was built around, I don't know, the 13th uh, century. And, you know, I'm not really ready to tell you if it is reconstructed after the Second World War because the, uh, the town was really uh, destroyed and there are a lot of uh, things that uh, they later brought back to life. As for the uh, city hall, uh, it looks as if it was like old, uh, really old, but I don't know if it was ever renovated or something. It looks beautiful, medieval, early medieval, worth a visit, absolutely. Then what is uh, particular about this town hall this year is that the um, clock plays the music that is on the repertoire of the local theater. Oh, cool. And yeah, it's an innovation that they brought to life this year. I absolutely adore it. That's really interesting. That's such a fun, creative thing to do. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And so as the period of time we're living and uh, you cannot go to the theater, but you can have this 
idea of the repertoire and hope to come back one day when it's possible and listen to that music live in the theater. Now the option you have, you move around the uh, city center and then it's 12 o'clock, it's two o'clock and you can hear that music. Wow, it sounds mm -hmm. magical. Yeah. Oh, okay, and point number three that we need to know about Dessau. A lot of parks around. Uh, yeah, as a building, there is also mausoleum which is in one of the parks, which is uh, Georgium Park. But uh, I wouldn't stick only to one of the parks. Like wherever you go, you just choose the direction and go. And there are lots of beautiful green parks. You just have a stroll and you forget about all the troubles of your life. So it's not about the city so much, but the places around that are absolutely um, amazing. And, and if I may add one, I, one thing that I found quickly when I was figuring out where, where Dessau was on the map, it was part of East Germany, correct? Mm-hmm, right. So that's also interesting to me that the places you listed earlier when you had visited Germany before moving here, like Bonn and Cologne, are in West, um, or well, what was formerly mm -hmm. West Germany. Did you notice a difference moving to East Germany and, and specifically to Dessau? Yeah, very much, because there is this combination, I would say, of Eastern and Western architecture. You can notice that easily. Because apart from Bauhaus, uh, there are also those old socialist-style buildings that have nothing to do with art, with like architecture, like we understand it, uh, looking at other Western European buildings, yeah, in the cities, nothing of the kind, but you can see this contrast. Let's say that someone's got a weekend planned in Dessau. What are the things that they have to do? The, thing, the things they have to see, they have to eat, they have to drink? Yeah, get around the city center, look around, see uh, uh, maybe if you uh, speak German and uh, understand German, you can uh, take a city guided tour, which I highly recommend uh, because it's professional. It moves you around the uh, city and they will show you most important places and uh, tell a bit about the history. Yeah, I, I would recommend that. The city center is not very big, so you can make it in 20 minutes, 15 minutes. And then just choose any place you like. Uh, if we talk about where to eat out, there are German places. If you like German cuisine, there are Italian and Greek restaurants. The locals, by the way, really choose Greek cuisine for eating out, and uh, they consider it as something special. Oh, very cool. I wonder if there's any kind of connection between uh, if there's a lot of Greek people that moved to Dessau or something like that. Mm, maybe not many, but uh, but there are some. One of the um, places I would also recommend for eating out is in the very center. It's uh, in the uh, city park, Stadtpark, the city park, and uh, it's called Tihoischen, uh, which means uh, small tea house like that <laughs> and uh, it's beautiful so you sit there and you see the city park the owner is greek but it used to be a very old like traditional local place but then a couple of years ago there was new ownership and the owner now is uh, greek oh very interesting mm -hmm. yeah they serve very good food the pizza is excellent absolutely worth a visit and if someone does go to a traditional German restaurant, are there traditional 
dishes of the city or the area, the region? As I'm not a lover of German cuisine, honestly. <laughs> so I cannot say I definitely recommend this or that or something. But this central area of Dessau where you can see the town hall and listen to that music of the theater repertoire played by the clock that uh, we mentioned. You can also choose one of the places, the right couple, just in the street in front of the um, city hall. So you can just choose any that where you like the atmosphere and they serve traditional German food, like Sachsen traditional, yeah, Saxonian traditional dishes. They will definitely recommend something, which I'm, I'm not an expert in. Oh, well, you mentioned earlier the Bauhaus Museum. So that's definitely something that people should visit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, there are two locations of the Bauhaus Museum. One is on the, on one side of the railway station and the other is uh, on the other side a, a bit further with the new modern Bauhaus Museum. In the old part, there is also a cafe at the previous setting of the Bauhaus Museum, which later moved uh, to the modern one. But the cafe is still there, and uh, surprisingly, coffee is excellent quality. Ooh, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, after Italy, I suffer here finding <laughs> coffee. But uh, yeah, that, that is one of the places where you drink espresso sometimes. Okay, so let's say you've seen the town, you've gone to the museums, and you've still got some free time. What are some day trips that someone could take from Dessau? Well, one is a park which is called Verlitz. You can get there from Dessau. There is a small train that brings you there. It's a historical train as well, so you go with the speed of 30 kilometers per hour, but the train itself is an attraction, and it brings you to that Verlitz Park, huge, beautiful, with a lake. By the way, they also organize when the weather is good in early autumn and all over spring and summer, they organize some concerts, and you can listen to them and watch them from a boat on a lake. Wow. Then you can move around and the park is huge, so you can spend a day there easily. There is an artificial volcano that works from time to time. They announce it. Uh, you should get informed before you go. That sounds so lovely and also so random that they have a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> it's an artificial volcano and yeah, must be impressive. Then what else you can do, but that would probably take you longer. That's not a one day trip. There is bicycle road lane, I don't know, that takes you from Dessau to Dresden. That would probably take you a couple of days. You can stop on the way, but it's a continuous road, uh, Radweg, yeah, bicycle lane that brings you from Dessau to Dresden. I know some friends of mine have once uh, done that bicycle trip. So they live in Berlin and uh, they took their bikes, uh, took a train to arrive from Berlin to Dessau. And from here, they took that ride to Dresden. Do you know what the landscape is like there? Is it very hilly? Are there mountains or is it rather flat? Uh, it's rather flat. It's rather flat. 
great. That makes it super doable for the bike trip. Yeah. Yeah. Even for beginners, they told me. Yeah. That's really good to know because I get intimidated sometimes where I live. It's super hilly, super mountainy. So a lot of bike trips, I just don't even consider Mm. because it's very intense. So that's really good to know that there's a place that is beginner friendly. It's beginner friendly. It's along the river Elba. And so you can just go and enjoy the, the trip, look around and see the scenery. Yeah. Anything else in the day trip category? Uh, well, I would say Deso is a good day trip from other places. Like if you are in Leipzig or in uh, Berlin, you could have a day trip to Deso. So how long does it take to get to Deso from either of those places? Uh, it's like 45 minutes from Leipzig. It's an hour and a half from, from Berlin by train. Wow, that's, yeah, really doable. It is. And if someone is planning to come to Dessau, is there a certain time of year that you would recommend is just the best? Or are there certain annual events or festivals that are happening that people should plan around? In July, there is uh, Leopold Fest, which they organize to commemorate the uh, birth of one of local princes, uh, Leopold by name. And for this festival, they organize some events, parties, they uh, wear beautiful costumes of the historical age when uh, Leopold lived. It's beautiful. There is a marketplace full of different things that you can buy or try traditional uh, trade or something. Very, very beautiful. That's in July. As for the weather, it can be extremely hot in summer. So I would recommend spring or early autumn for a visit, if not for a particular festival, just for a visit. Do you get a lot of pretty fall foliage, lots of cool colors on the trees in autumn? Yeah, you do. It's fantastic, amazing, so beautiful. In my first year here, I couldn't stop taking photos. Okay, very cool. Okay, so there's the Leopold Fest and then otherwise the, the shoulder seasons, as I call them. So spring and fall. And I always ask this question very, very selfishly. <laughs> I'm a huge book nerd. I love bookstores and libraries. So are there any bookstores and or libraries in Dessel that that I should be aware of? Well, as the town is quite small, so... <laughs> Traveler, visitor friendly. You can find everything in the city center. Yeah, so there is a local library, city library, which is just two steps from the city hall. So it's the same place actually where you listen to the clock, have your lunch, and go to the library. Perfect, practical. Uh huh, absolutely. Then five minutes walk from there, there is a Jewish community center with a library that has a lot of books in other languages as well, not only German, mostly in Russian, some in English. So that's another thing that might be curious for someone who is into languages. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, You know, I've been wanting to ask this whole time more about what your experience has been moving here on through that grant program. So I think now that you just mentioned the Jewish Community Center, maybe that's a good time to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so you came over on a very specific program and it was kind of a shot in the dark of you didn't really know anything about Dessau. But yeah, how, how has it been with that experience? First of all, when uh, I was told that there was a community center, Jewish Community Center that I could contact and on one of the first days here, obviously, I went there. I started presenting myself and introducing myself, saying, 
Hallo, ich bin Ina Koblenz, ich komme aus der Ukraine. And the person there said, uh, do you speak Russian? And I was like, obviously, yeah, I should have known earlier. <laughs> like, that's the Jewish community center in Eastern Germany. So most of the people here are coming from ex-Soviet Union. That's just logical. Yeah. But it was funny because I struggled so much to introduce myself in German. And then <laughs> it wasn't even needed. Like, do you speak Russian? Oh, yeah, I do. It's my mother tongue. <laughs> but I imagine then it takes a huge weight off. You're like, oh, great. Okay. And you're immediately yeah. more <laughs> relaxed. More relaxed. And then, yeah, I get to know some nice people uh, from the community. And uh, now there is a huge project of building a new synagogue in the place of the one that was destroyed in the 1930s. So... These people are doing a great job to restore the Jewish life in uh, Germany. That's really neat to hear. Yeah, especially in a small town like like Dessau. Like I've heard of, of projects like that in, of course, places like Berlin. So these larger cities. But it's really neat to, to hear about this, that I'm, something like that I wouldn't have thought to put it in a town of 85,000 people. <laughs> Uh, yeah, absolutely. And also with much help, as I can see from the local uh, authorities. Were you seeking out this opportunity specifically, or how did you end up coming across the grant that ended up bringing you here? Uh, it was back in uh, 2011, 12, when I was searching for a program that would bring me just anywhere in Europe, honestly, so that I could move around uh, more freely. And then when I saw that there is this program, I just grabbed the chance and applied. Okay, back to <laughs> back to Dessau. I just had to ask. Yeah, one more thing about a bookstore, yeah, because I mentioned uh, these two libraries, and there is also a bookstore which is in uh, Rathaus Center, that is a shopping mall with lots of stores, one of which is a bookstore, Talia, I think it's, it's a network or something. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen those places, yeah. yeah. Okay, so a very... Um... A very nice place with the atmosphere that I personally like, especially on fall and winter evenings when you have nothing to do and nowhere to go out to. <laughs> you can go there. There are some chairs, sofas. Uh, you can take a book and just look through and sit comfortably there. I really like having this mental image that you just gave us of a, you know, a chilly evening in the fall or the winter. There's not so much else to do and you're cozied up in a bookstore. So that already sounds like a very compelling spot. But I want to ask overall in all of the town and all of the wonderful parks that you've gotten to experience, what is your personal favorite spot to just sit and enjoy? Well, this bookstore is one of them. Then... I honestly like strolling, not just sitting somewhere, but moving around. That's why all of my favorite parks uh, here, where I just walk and listen to an audiobook or a podcast. Yours is one of them, by the way. Honored. I'm honored. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to know that there are other people who live the same expert life and and have their challenges and uh, have their discoveries and so I'm also a newcomer so to say yeah in this place I'm an expert here and I also walk around and listen to stories of other people it uh, creates also the uh, feeling of community and not being alone 
So as for a sport, I would say like anywhere as expats, we don't actually have uh, the place. Yeah. And so that's one of the uh, feelings I can share as well. I don't have the place, but I've got a lot of places rather movement than uh, being stuck somewhere and on the move, uh, feeling connected with other people who, like me, are moving around. What an appropriate answer that is. So you're, you're saying not just a spot, because your whole identity as an expat is that you're always on the move and always adjusting. And so absolutely not just any stationary spot, but movement itself in a pretty location. Wow, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then if someone's not sold that they need to pop by Dessau by now in the podcast, let's hear your elevator pitch. How would you convince someone, you know what? No, this place you haven't heard of, it's really, it's really worth a visit. And here's why. This is really worth a visit, and here's why. It's an old medieval town that has also got a part of socialist history, Bauhaus history, so lots of different things in one, uh, in one part. So come and see this part surrounded by uh, beautiful green parks. The place to be if you are looking for comfort and quiet, a good place to jump from if you want to reach out for the life in bigger cities like Berlin and Leipzig that are not far away. It's a wonderful pitch. I'm actually thinking right now, I'm like, oh, I, the only part of the former East Germany that I've been to is East Berlin. So there's obviously a ton that I have to learn and, and see. And it would be so cool to do a trip where, you know, you go to Leipzig for a couple of days, come down to Dessau, maybe just for a day or overnight, and then head on over to Dresden. That would be like a really cool route. Yeah, it can be. Like if you arrive from elsewhere to Germany, you either arrive at the airport of Berlin or Leipzig-Halle. Yeah, in this zone, I mean, in this uh, part of Germany, both of which are good uh, spots to start from. And then if you have a spare day, come to DSL and enjoy the green and beauty. No, I love this because I, I personally always think that when I'm visiting different European countries, I'm never that enamored by the big cities. You know, sometimes I do really enjoy them. But for me, what's the most wonderful part of exploring these parts of the world are the smaller towns. But the hard thing is, how do you, how do you even know where to go? Because, you know, if I said right now I'm going to... Well, yeah, we'll take the Ukraine, for instance. Yeah, if I was going mm-hmm. to go visit the Ukraine and I, I said, okay, I want to see Kiev, and then I don't know what else. How would I even know where to start? Because I know nothing next to nothing about the place. And so if someone's having those thoughts about Germany, I think it's so perfect to know that there's this beautiful, charming medieval town, just a short train ride from two major cities that they could pop into and get to explore and experience more of a different pace of life than they they will experience in the bigger cities. So uh, I think it's a great sales pitch. And I'm so I'm so glad that you reached out to me about this episode, because this is exactly the kind of place that I want to highlight. So so thank you for sharing your new your new home with us. And I guess that's one last question I do want to ask is now you've been there a couple of years and hearing you talk about the place, you do really seem to light up and talking about it. Does Dessau feel like a home to you? Um, as I like to say, anywhere you go, what you take with you is you. That's why anywhere I've been and I've lived by now, I brought myself with me. So yes, I feel at home anywhere. It would have been much easier if we could uh, travel 
more often because having family members in different parts of the world now and uh, not having a chance to see them more often makes it a bit sad yeah but yeah, yeah i can say uh, how yeah i like it here i have organized my routines which is part of feeling at home and uh, you can hear me excited about the place where i am so probably these are signs of uh, yes being at home and uh, having found a new home beautiful you you speak in such wonderful beautiful quotable sentences oh wow. I like what you said of like getting anywhere you go what you or what how did you phrase it that what you bring with you i think it's somebody else's phrase actually i yeah. <laughs> i can't take the complete ownership but i uh, say it so often that it's mine as well anywhere you go what you take it with you is you so beautiful I'm going to have to repeat that in my head a couple times before because I want to, yeah, I want to carry that around in my back pocket too, you know, that idea. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> Anything else that we didn't get to that you wanted to share about Dessau? Yeah, there is a river Mulde, which is right in the center of the city. And uh, there is a modern bridge over the river, which the locals call Egg Carter Bridge or something. <laughs> <laughs> because if you look at it, it looks like that thing that you use to, to cut eggs into slices. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so they call it in German, it is Eierschneider. <laughs> <laughs> and it does look like that. So it's another thing that uh, attracts, yeah, that attracts you at once as soon as you see it. And it's uh, beautiful to have this... Uh, scenery with the river with the park with lots of uh, different colors i love it i'm sold as soon as we're allowed i'm planning my east germany trip cool 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 <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for sharing with us all that about dessau and now before we wrap things up it's time for zack 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 so that is the rapid fire question round where i ask you three questions that you're going to answer without thinking it overthinking it just go with your gut, are you ready? Let's try. Because we're talking about travel in this episode, I've got some travel-themed ones for you. So first up, what is your go-to travel snack? Either a sandwich with uh, cheese and uh, schinken and ham, or a banana. I'm very simple as a traveler. And a similar one, what is your go-to travel entertainment? Podcasts in my ears, definitely. That's the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, if you could have one of the following three things, which would you choose? A private fancy car with a driver, a private jet, or a private yacht? A private jet. Awesome. Okay. Those were your zack, zack, zacks. And, you know, if people want to follow along with your journey in, in Dessau or do they want to connect with you, where, where can they go to find more of you? To find out more of uh, me personally, just uh, Google Inna Koblenz, uh, T-S in the end, or Z in the end. Uh, both versions are okay. Or else you can find out more about uh, me and my podcast that I co-host with a colleague and friend of mine. And the podcast is called Live and Learn Podcast on any podcasting platform and also on social media, Live and Learn podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a lot of fun. So much fun talking to you. 
Thanks again to Ina for coming onto the show and sharing all of these wonderful tips. There's a blog post about this episode that I've linked to in the show notes with all of the places that she recommended and the links to Ina's podcast and social media are in the show notes. You can also find links to theexpatcast.com and find us on Instagram and on Twitter at theexpatcast. Reminder, if you live in a place that would be a good fit for the Travel Germany series, go ahead and reach out. I'm very eager to keep covering new, exciting places all around this lovely country. Thanks, as always, goes to Amy Lungi Art for the logo and to Sidehug for the theme music. They're on Instagram at a hug from the side. Now, Ina mentioned she used to live in Italy, so I decided to continue on with that theme. And on Thursday, I'll be back in your feeds with an episode all about about how one Italian expat in Germany has managed to find Italy everywhere he goes, everywhere he lives. Tune in next week, and until then, have a wonderful week. Stay healthy and stay safe. Bis dann. Tschüss.